Hi everyone, this is Jamie and this is our second episode of In The Mix. And today I actually have Danny with me. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that came up this week for us as uh, we were talking more about the episode that I recorded before. Um, Danny challenged me on a couple of things that were discussed and you know he asked me some really hard questions and one of the questions he asked me was if I was feeling this way right now because of white guilt and you know I said to him actually I think it goes beyond guilt and I think it's transformed into shame and I think I carry around a lot of white shame and I try to protect my children and my husband as much as possible from the crazy things that white people say to me and you know and Danny made it pretty apparent that I didn't actually need to do that <laughs> that he's his own person and can handle things and I feel the same way about myself. So today we're actually going to talk about our different experiences that create the shame in us. Uh, so Danny, if you want, you can just like go ahead and talk about what we were talking about. Okay. Uh, hello again. Um, my name is Danny. I am, I guess we both have, we have four kids, uh, three girls and a boy. And I guess first my background, I have been... I immigrated to Canada in 2004. I am a Canadian citizen and I think the better part of my adult life I have spent being in Canada. First in, in Ontario, in Toronto, Ontario and later uh, we moved to Calgary, Alberta. And my, I'll say my teenage years were spent in Lagos, Nigeria and my childhood. That was where I grew up. And part of why I actually wanted to do this podcast and in, in the spirit of full disclosure, I didn't want to do this. But after the last uh, video Jamie made, uh, which it was talking about shame, uh, that struck a chord in me. Because, yeah, the conversation we had before, yeah, I did challenge her in, in regards to... Um, guilt but also not 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 necessarily white guilt privilege being privileged oh yeah that's right yeah being privileged i think that was more because because i'm part one of the first thing i said is like why is it okay for jamie to to think she has a right to discuss black issues like yeah, just because you you married to a black man, doesn't mean that you know or you know the idea or the life or or the experiences of a black person. Yes, you live with me. You've absorbed into my culture, into my reality, but it's still different because I am still African, and you are a Caucasian, and it's just that simple. And thinking that you could carry the emotions or the struggle of a race 
because you are a very, very passionate person, a very, very kind person, is almost to the point of naivety. Like, it's being naive. It's not your place. Yeah. But when she said, but, then uh, that was a conversation we had. Then, but all this happened prior, this happened, um, this happened, the first conversation that happened was, Jamie and I went out um, to a restaurant with a good, good friend of ours. Um, and the, the both husband and wife. Also, and I absolutely, absolutely love and respect these guys. Even this gentleman is a Caucasian male, and I have absolute respect for the way he lives his life, the way he raises his kids, and, and the way he handled himself. And that was probably one of the best conversations I've had in a while, you know. And I think in this era of Trump, we get into this idea of not being able to have philosophical conversation, deep conversation, just because you don't agree with someone or someone doesn't share your view on ideology doesn't mean you cannot have fun with them. I think we, we live in a culture in this era where if someone doesn't agree with you, it's, it's, it's my way or the highway or it's just it's escalating to where no one talks to each other we can't have even even if it's a political dialogue we can't have a political dialogue and just still be you know what we can agree to disagree jamie and i don't usually have the same views on anything usually when she when i don't agree with what she's saying or i advocate for the other side she calls me the devil's advocate that is my name in this house so that's why i don't try to discuss politics or or societal issues with her. And talking to our good friend, I think it was it was really I had so much fun being able to being able to have those conversations. And I did not think anything of it until a couple of days later and this stuff snowballed with Jamie and it went from I don't know where it went with James so I can't even talk for Jamie. It just made me want to put my feminist hat back on and throw myself back in the ring and, you know, have a more political view on, you know, how I raise my kids and how I live my life. Okay, yes, which I agree. Then this idea of shame came about and... When you said the word shame, you know, and I was actually at work when I was listening to the podcast or the Facebook post, and I was fascinated by saying that you feel shame, which I thought was weird. Why would you feel shame? Then I asked myself, do I feel shame? And I'm like, hmm, I think I do. But my shame comes from a different reality. My shame, I don't even, I can't even say shame. I, first, I think the first word that came to me is bias. Oh, yeah. I am biased. And I'm super biased too. But now, and I'm going to give you, and I think if, if I'm going to come out and put a podcast out or be part of a podcast, I need to, in the interest of full disclosure for people to know, where I am coming from. You know, 
I grew up in a society where there was a lot of societal unrest, civil unrest, where one minute everything is fine, the next minute everyone is running for their lives. And growing up in a place like Lagos, Nigeria, and in the early 80s towards the late 90s, it was not a very, very safe place. There was, a, there was an occasion when I was eight years, seven or eight, I believe, and there was a lot of fighting. And I remember my younger brother and I were at home sleeping, or we weren't sleeping. Uh, the, there was two ethnic groups fighting each other, the Yorubas and the Aousas. And I am part of the Yoruba culture. And all through that night, all we heard, we kept ourselves in it. We locked ourselves in our house. The gate was shut. And, and we just prayed and hoped to God that we survived the night. Because what was happening, the houses were going from house to house looking for people, the houses they could get into. And luckily enough for us, we lived in a decent property that wasn't the, that was, that it was, there was a gate. So you couldn't just get in there and do damage. But all through the night, we could hear a lot of people screaming, begging for help, um, begging for, for people to come and to come help them. Their houses were burning down. And it was, it was a harrowing, harrowing night. And it's something I still, I still deal with till this very day, even to the point where if I hear sirens, ambulances or sirens, the, the fading sound of sirens remind me of those harrowing nights where women were just, or men were begging and begging for help and for people to come help them, that their houses were being burnt down. And a lot of people were killed, a lot of people were, it was just, it was an awful, awful, awful night. And that was, that was a snippet of my childhood. And the weird thing happened in the morning. In the morning, I remember my dad going to the market. And the way it works is a lot of the houses also sell produce. And this is the two races that the two, like the Yorubas and I was just fighting each other all night long, burning each other's houses, killing each other. And now we're coming to the morning way because back in Lagos, Nigeria, it's 35 degree weather all year round. So we don't freeze anything. So everyone is starving at this point. You wake up, you go to the market, then you have to interact with each other again. And being seven or eight, I couldn't find them. And I remember my dad going to the market, buying two live ducks. And people were asking him, oh, is the market open? But yeah, the market is open, go out and go get some. And like the houses are selling some tomatoes and peppers. And that shocked me. It was, I, I didn't, I, I still don't understand it to this very day. How you could kill each other the night before, burn each other's houses, and the next day you are doing business with each other. But at the end of the day, what that has showed me is also, it's like, Regardless of whatever circumstances you go through, life moves on. You don't stop living, you know. And that, that, this is where my frustration boils over when people discuss 
stuff that has to do with racism or being black or being white or and 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 people shut down right you still have to live my reality didn't come from a good place that came from bad trauma but I still have to move on with my life. I still have to live life and I can. And yes. So that was what I, that is my reality. <laughs> so, so everyone can just take a deep breath. <laughs> <sighs> it's not that bad. I'm still here. Yeah, I survived. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up in Canada. <laughs> We're like, that shit doesn't happen anyway. So, uh, yeah, and that is where, so the conversation we had. I'm a fragile I... snowflake. <laughs> So this is why I think being privileged, being able to discuss stuff, say somebody told me something I, I didn't like, oh my goodness, like I'm upset now. I'm like, no, come on, stop whining and just move on. It's not a big deal. And my reality is also just, yes, and that was just what I was, but that was important to get into the conversation of getting in regards to shame and bias. First, bias is because being a Canadian citizen, and I've been in Canada since 2004. Um, my bias and shame comes from my childhood. That was what occurred to me the other day. And that occurred to me as well. It's like the, the, the trauma I've experienced, because I, to be honest with you, I get along with every other race on earth more than I do with Nigerians. And I get along with every other race than other white people. Like I would rather hang out with any other race in this world than white people. And the same with Danny. He was like, I would want to hang out with every other race except for like Nigerians. Like I have Nigerian friends, don't get me wrong. And but, I have lots of white friends, obviously. You're but, all listening to this yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I'm not as open. Like I, to be honest, I think I have a lot more white friends than I do. I have black friends, which is weird. But I don't think it's weird. I think maybe because of the Calgary setting in in in, Ont in Toronto, it was. I think it was pretty much even. But out here, but but I get along more with Caucasian, with even 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 people from Niger, from Zambia, from from yeah, from every part. Of, I get. I am. I I am. I let my guard down. But when it comes to Nigerians, I don't. And the I same don't. with Canadians. Like, I I tend to not let my guard down. I tend to be, like, always guarded, always ready for a fight, always, like, ready to have an argument, or I'm, I, I'm so afraid they're going to say something racist that I almost hold my breath until someone says something racist. But I think... And then I'm like, fuck, they said something racist. And then I have to, like, think about it and process it. And then I'm like, I hate them. I don't want to be part of their lives anymore, which is ridiculous. But, like... I can't live my life always in fear that people are going to be racist. Yeah, but also, I, I don't think racism, I think in this day, I think the idea of racism is being thrown out nonchalant. Like, context do matter. When someone makes a statement and it's not coming from a point of hatred, sometimes, you know, we forget that, you know what, we are ignorant. I don't know. I say some stuff about white people that I shouldn't say, which I like, but majority of the time, it comes from a place of ignorance. And I think, you know, this, we've thrown this word of racism, the word racism out so much. I think it's, it's going to lose, like, we cannot 
prosecute every single person that says something ignorant. I think that like or something that they're not like we need to understand that I think yes that is just my view like it's too much I think it's this constant need where somebody like everyone is working on eggshells around each other I don't like that feeling I don't like people working on eggshells around me so I expect them to be comfortable enough but even if they say something that it's not right or or I don't agree with that doesn't mean I'm going to hate them that doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with them because as far as I'm concerned, and that's what I was trying to tell Jamie the other day, context do matter. Context do matter. And that is just the way it is. And if... And to go back, to return back to uh, bias, you know, everything I've experienced in my life, in my childhood, in my teenage the trauma, the pain, the sorrows, the suffering I've experienced, that was not done to me by Caucasian male, by white male. No, it wasn't. The trauma, the abuse, the pain I have gone through has been done to me, to my family, by another black man. That is my bias. That is why I am so comfortable around every other race and and um, and what i was trying to explain to jamie it's important to understand where your bias comes from before you go out into the public place please and put information out there that you've not thought really deeply about uh, if i'm going to come here it's important for me to tell you my bias that is my bias my bias is not coming from a place of hatred from a place of anger just coming from a place of being close to death multiple times and i have an inherent fear of nigerians not necessarily nigerians i would say the Aousa race because of what i experienced in my childhood and also a couple of stuff in my teenage years so and i think that is really really important but coming back to that, in this political climate, especially in the climate of Trump, it's absolutely important that we have dialogue. Just because we don't share the same view doesn't mean we cannot talk to people. We cannot enjoy a conversation. Yes, I don't like something someone says, but that doesn't mean I can't have a great time listening to it. Um, and having a good banter back and forth. I think that is really, really important. That is really, really important. And this, and Jamie used to say something about when he says white shame. I'm like, yes, every race has their own problem. A lot of black people have done a lot of black shit to other black people. You don't throw the baby out with the water. You don't just don't do. You, you don't blame Germany for every single thing Hitler does and say every German is black is bad. And I have a really problem with what Jamie usually says when she says, you know, the white man has done this. Like every white man doesn't have a phenomenal life. Like I've worked with a lot of white men who are just struggling as hard as I was. <laughs> and they don't have <laughs> that privilege. They don't even have that privilege that Jamie has. They but then don't. we're caught talking about class, which is a whole, it, yeah. that's a whole other show in itself. Okay. I don't know that stuff. 
so but in my own opinion it's just like you just the generalization just irritates me to no end like and the, the idea like, like where we blame white man for every single one of our hill i think it's not it, it's a slippery slope in my opinion but again i have said my bias <laughs> at the beginning where like i grew up like here yeah i, I have been here and i think i've i like I have a really, really good life. I have been fortunate to have the comfort, the safety, the opportunity to be able to live the life I wish I had back home, but also to be able to raise children that are privileged. Like, my kids are privileged. And it brings me a lot of joy knowing that, you know, I have raised kids. I don't have the privilege they do have. I honestly don't. And it amazes me how comfortable they are in their own spirit, in their in their own self. And that is something I'm, I will forever be grateful for, to have that opportunity, being an immigrant in Canada and giving that. So I don't, and when I, so when I discuss stuff, being an immigrant, that comes out first because there's, there's always a sense of gratitude to it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't have a home to go back to. True. I don't. I yeah. I just I don't. This like like it's either harm here. If I go back there, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just it's not gonna happen. Because I think what I know more about being a Canadian than being a Nigerian, and and my history and my and the stuff I know about being in Nigeria there's there and don't get me there are a lot of good parts to it but there's also a lot of bad part that I would never be comfortable because I would never feel safe again because of the stuff I've experienced in my childhood and yeah so there you have it so just some light-hearted conversations here <laughs> <laughs> So, in other words, Jamie, stop attacking everybody. Please, stop attacking everybody and just... Life is too short. Just have fun. You know, like, there's a lot of good people. Like, we have a good life and we have a lot of amazing, amazing people in our life. Amazing friends. Good, good people. Good, good. And I am... Not a day goes by that I'm not grateful and happy that this is what my life is. So and it just it it shocks me and that was, this is why I was I wanted to do this. It's like it's privilege to be able to sit and just fight for the sake of fighting. Right. It just, it's privilege and that was what I told Jamie. You are privileged. I am. If you're not like it's almost like you have nothing better to do. Like if you have something <laughs> like it's privilege. You have a good life to be able to do the stuff that you do to say you wanna fight the white man but we have a lot of white men in our lives and they are all good good men and that is we have to always remember that for us we have a lot of good people and trust me with your background i know you've also had a lot of bad bad awful experience but that is something i'll leave to you like if you're going to put your information out there and you're going to talk about stuff you need to let people know what your bias is yeah because you can't just put information out there willy-nilly and saying you are right. Yeah. 
because nobody is am i they wrong but i am true to my bias i know what my bias but my bias comes from a place of fear and since i honestly since the very first day i stepped foot into this country i have zero fear i don't fear anybody i don't fear the white man i don't fear white cops I don't fear anybody. I don't think I, I don't. I have zero fear. And then for me, like I just feel like it's a matter of time. I know, but, but it's, it's but like it's I, so scary no, and sad. But like maybe I let the. I think you're watching too much, too much U.S. politics stuff. No, like honestly, Canada is different from the U.S. And I think you have to stop watching U.S. shows. Canada anyway, that's different. a whole other topic as well. <laughs> anyway, Canada we're trying politics. to stay on topic here. <laughs> Canada politics is This is, is just like black from... church. Oh my goodness. Stay on topic. The topic is shame. Oh, it's shame. not about yeah, politics. I, I discussed my shame, yeah. but I don't... Okay, yes, shame. There so, is no... <laughs> we're going to wrap it up in a minute. Yes. <laughs> I, Preach. Shame. Okay, no, I don't know what... Sh- no, I'm not going to say I don't know what... You I think you know what it. there is shame. There is, we all have shame, but I don't think. And sometimes but, I feel like we hide in each other's cultures. Like yes, I feel like I hide in like Nigerian culture because it's safe for me. Yes, I'm, I'm, I know that people aren't going to say racist things, and if they do, it's about white culture, and I usually agree because what they're saying is hilarious. Yeah, but it is hilarious, but it is still racism. It's, it's not still, racism because oh, not nah, racist. Nah, it's not racist. Why? Why is, why it's is it? It's discriminatory, but it's oh, not yes. racist. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. It's discriminatory. So when then when a white man says it, why wouldn't it be discriminatory? Why would it? Why, why does it have to be racist? We've talked about this before. That's a whole other show as well. <laughs> we have lots of topics. Again, this is good. Now you guys have an insight into our household because no. I don't half of this shit I don't understand. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap it up here. <laughs> and then, see, you have lots to look forward to. We're going to talk ab- about the difference between racism and discrimination. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jimmy. Which oh. I've told you a million times, but... I know, anyway, but... Okay. Do not go on another tangent. Oh, I'm not going to go... We're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. No tangents. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So, moving forward... You know, we're going to we're going to try to be comfortable with having these hard conversations with people and not just you know, trying to understand where they're coming from and know that I don't know. I'm just trying to try to but I think being truthful goes a long way. Yeah. You have to be truthful. You have to be truthful and to be honest. Yes. Because this is this are my experience. This are what has shaped my view into who I have become. Yes. And that way, then people know there's a history behind it. I think this everyone just throws information out there. And and there's this jungle justice out there, which I'm not a true fan of. And I think it's important. Jungle that... justice is a Nigerian term, just so you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, this, 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 uh, this, I think this era of Facebook where everyone just, would just, gloms onto each other yeah, and, and starts fighting for no like and, but there's no depth there's no depth of reasoning everyone yeah. just cry foul something goes wrong you, you don't look into the story read in depth about what has happened what transpired and everyone just say it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong 
um, it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, no one, we're going to just, we're, we're going to put it ourselves, we're going to put each other into a box. And it's important that we continue to dialogue with each other, talk with each other. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with what someone is saying, even if they don't share your view or ideology, you can still have fun with them. You can still talk to them. Because at the end of, no one is hurting each other. True. Nobody is. And that was the whole point of the story, was that like, we're not hurting each no other. No one is hurting each other. Yeah, someone says something stupid. Someone says something ignorant. Even if it's not, if, if, if it's their belief system, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. But I honestly, part of the reason why I wanted to do it because I feel like there's a whole lot of bias in your anger. Yeah, you're that, right. That is why I wanted to do it. And I just wanted to tell a little bit of my story to show where my bias comes from. And I feel like you cannot go out there attacking people, people who I absolutely respect and love. And I cherish being with, and I don't agree with that. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that. Yes. That sounds like a good place to kind of end this episode. So, wow. Now you know there's going to be lots to discuss. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. We're still, we still love each other after this. Uh, well, we're still married. So. <laughs> We'll go from there. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Bye, everyone. Au revoir. Bye-bye.